The Bible says, in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear, looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Are you afraid of end time events foretold in scripture? Well, many of them are, and so we will discuss six steps to overcoming fear in the end time on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Now, you understand that most of the major media news sources are designed, their news is designed to keep you in a perpetual state of fear. And if you get your information just from those major news sources and you don't know what's coming, you don't understand the end times or the Bible or some of the prophecies, I could see how it could get a lot of people in fear mode. What I want to do today is to give you examples of this, what the major news sources are doing, trying to scare everybody. And then go through six specific steps that you can use to take the fear out of your life. The Bible says that men, men's hearts will fail them for fear in the end time because of the things that are coming on the earth. But then it says there will be a group of people that are not fearful but are doing great and many mighty works for the Lord and having great revival in the end time. How does that work? How is it possible to not have fear during chaotic, apocalyptic times? So, that's going to be the scenario for today's program. Let's start off with some of today's headlines. MSN reported that, hey, the inflation is the single biggest threat to the markets and society in general. That says an investor who called the stock market crash in 1987. So you're thinking, you're living in the same world I'm living in. We're seeing what the Biden administration is doing and um, with the they're just spending like crazy and inflation is raising the price of just about everything. Food prices, gas prices, everything's going up, right? So, a lot of people are getting fearful over that. Yahoo News. They ran an article. England receives climate change warning. Adapt or die. They said that the rising global temperatures due to greenhouse gas emissions are already triggering more severe drought and deadly flash flooding, the report said, and that It would result in sea level rises in coming decades that would threaten cities like London. 
they actually said by the, by the 2050s, the report states that sea levels will rise by as much as nine inches. Nine inches, everybody. Is that scaring you? A whole nine inches in London. Three decades later, it will have risen by nearly 18 inches, resulting in widespread regular flooding. What are they doing? They're scaring you. They're trying to get you in fear mode. They want you to do something. People act on what they believe. If I can get you scared enough, I can get you to do things you would never do if you didn't believe in it. CNN said that, hey, climate change is intensifying the U.S. border crisis. Huh? Climate change is intensifying our border crisis down here on our southern border? No, that's not the case. What, it, what is intensifying the U.S. border crisis is that our current administration in Washington won't protect our borders on purpose. But CNN said it's only going to get worse. The New York Times ran an article. The New York City will require vaccinations for municipal workers covering some 300,000 employees and that whether they got tested or not, if they tested negative, that's irrelevant. They're still going to force them to be vaccinated. So all of these vaccination mandates, it's scaring a lot of people. CNBC, they, re- they published an article, Supply Chains Chaos, that is hitting on global growth and is about to get worse. So a lot of people think, oh, the supply chain, it's breaking down. What are we going to do? They're getting in fear mode, right? Breitbart said that the supply chain crisis threatens emergency medical services. Many people are threat- saying that because we get a lot of our medicine from China, that the supply chain breakdown, what about high blood pressure medicine and all kinds of things like that? We talked about the China supply chain of our, of our medical supplies um, even during the Trump administration and President Trump was trying to get it to where we wouldn't rely so much on China. Of course, Joe Biden's doing the opposite. Yahoo News, they stated that the U.S. admits that the Pentagon doesn't know how to defend against China's hypersonic missiles. And this comes after a shocking report that China tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile earlier this year. And the the admission followed a report that China tested this hypersonic missile in August and that it orbited the globe and missed its target by only 20 miles. And so, and now the, um, the Federalist, they said that the corporate media and the Democrats praised uh, a person named Rachel Levine as who is a man for a historic female admiral title. This world's going crazy, folks. Levine, who is a man who claims he's a woman, first gained attention from the the corporate media when he was confirmed by the Senate to help head the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And now the Assistant Secretary has caught the attention of leftist agenda and settlers who are praising Levine for receiving a new historical title, a female. Uh, He received a medal as being a female even though he's a man who claims to be a woman. I mean, it's, it's confusing, right? 
to say the least. And then the Washington Post touted Levine as the organization's first ever female four-star admiral and boosted the Biden officials' claim that he is a strongly proponent of diversity, equity, and inclusion. A man claims to be a female, and the major news sources are calling him a female. And this whole world, it's, it's in utter chaos, right? They're trying to get you in fear mode, scare mode. And because fear can paralyze you, we are going to help you get out of that fear mode on the other side of the break. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Okay, everybody, so I am going to work on getting you out of fear mode in the end time. I mean, hey, a lot of people are talking about supply chain problems and uh, inflation and prices going up and um, Christmas not being able to happen because kids won't get their toys, all kinds of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. How do you tap into that? Because that's the mindset that I want. Not going to live in fear. Satan sows fear. God does not sow fear. And so all of these major news sources that are sowing all this fear, 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 and a lot of it's probably by grand design, all of these things that are happening. If you get in fear mode, you'll become imprisoned in your mind and paralyzed. You won't want to do anything because I'm so scared of even going out of my house. 
But that's not the way the church is supposed to function in the end time. Now, before I get into it, I got to announce that I will be in at the Pentecostals of Katy down in Katy, Texas, this coming Friday night and Saturday night. I'll be teaching on Saturday night. I'll be doing the uh, Future According to Bible Prophecy, the big timeline that I've been teaching all year. And then that's from 7 to 9, Friday night. Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m., I'll be teaching Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. I've got some new information to share with you. And so I look forward to seeing you in Katy, Texas this weekend. I'll be at the Pentecostals of Katy, 1941 Westboro Drive, and the phone number down there in Katy is 281-829-2332. And all of the information is on our website, endtime.com. Go to the events tab and then uh, go down to conferences. It's all right there. Maps of how to get there. Everything you need to get to the conference. And looking forward to seeing many of you in Katy. Our conferences have really been, had many, many visitors. I mean, it's been really overwhelming. And so uh, looking forward to seeing you guys down there Friday night and Saturday night down in Katy. Okay, so fear mode. Are you getting in fear mode with all the news that's swirling? I mean, the Jerusalem Post, they said, hey, welcome to World War III, the legacy of 911 20 years later. Um, they're talking about the radical Islamic faction on the planet. They said that this is not a war over the Western way of life. It's a war on mankind. The, the, the war's masterminds want all the people to believe in what they believe, the Islamic faction, the radical Islamic faction. And believe what they believe, to live like they live, and to replace any minimally tolerant government with fanatics of their own ilk until they reach the goal. Any other member of the human race is to them fair game. So you've seen the rise of Islam in our world right now. And then think of, it's in the news every day, the potential of an economic collapse. World government, the Bible talks about. The Antichrist, world religion, the mark of the beast. Think about it. The great tribulation that's coming, Satan's wrath. God's wrath poured out at the battle of Armageddon. Now, as I went down through this list, things that we're dealing with every day, are you scared yet? If you answered yes, or if you say, well, I don't know, I'm kind of concerned, you don't have to be. Romans 8, verse 28 says, and we know that all things, not 99%, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to His purpose. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So, folks, in the end time, your mental state, your... The, your your entire your perspective, your attitude, your entire belief system and actions must be centered on God. 
Not focused on the world. If you get focused on the world, then yes, you could go into fear mode. Because the Bible talks about two kinds of fear. Let me talk to you about fear. When we talk about the word fear, well, fear is an emotion. And so there are really two definitions for fear. The the Cambridge Dictionary. You know there's a good fear and there's a bad fear, right? Well, the Cambridge Dictionary, they define fear as an unpleasant emotion or a thought that you have when you're frightened or worried by something dangerous, painful, or bad that is happening or even might happen. The majority of things you worry about or are afraid of never happen. So fear is a very... um, a very useful tactic by the enemy. Even though most of it's not even ever going to happen, that if they can get you in fear mode, they got you, right? But Psalms 36.1 says, The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart, there is no fear of God before his eyes. So there's a bad fear, which is promulgated by Satan, Fear mode. And then there is the kind of fear, and this will be going to be the, the kind of fear in the end time. Uh, the Bible talks about it. Luke 21, 25 through 26. And there shall be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity that the sea and the, the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and, and for looking after those things which are coming up on the earth. The Bible tells us that in the end time, men, will be, men, women, human race will be so scared that men's hearts will fail them. Romans chapter 6, verse 12 through 17. But I should say, the church will not be functioning in fear mode. Because the church is not going to be paralyzed in the end time. But Romans chapter 6, verse 12 through 17, the Bible says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. I'm sorry. That's Revelation 6, uh, 12 through 17. John said, And I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. Every mountain and island moved out of their places, and the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said, mountains and rocks fall upon us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Now, that's true fear. And that's Satan's method is deception to get you in fear mode, afraid, a deceptive message. The United Nations, the the seat of world government, is Satan's effort to rule the world in the end time. So they always put out messages of propaganda, which is fear. Human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change and all these other things. That's one definition of fear. But then there's Webster's Dictionary that says fear is a, a, a second uh, part. A, a Part B would be a feeling of respect and wonder for something very powerful. 
a respectful fear. A, the Webster's Dictionary actually says a fear of God. Now, this is a good fear, okay? Although, and it's all through the Bible, it mentions the fear of the Lord. That's a very good thing, everybody. Psalms 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding, have all they that do His commandments, His praise endureth forever. There's a big difference in fearing events and the calamity and chaos that's going on around you and the fear of the Lord. Two different things. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom. Matthew 10, 28. And fear them not which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. You should have a fear of the Lord because that will help lead and guide you in the end times. I won't do certain things because I fear God. It's like kind of a reverence for your dad. You know he loves you, but if you do something that he told you not to do, guess what? He's going to pull out the belt. At least, you know, the Bible says if you spoil the rod, you hate the soul of your child. Uh, I'm not going to get off into all that today, but, I mean, you got to correct your kids, right? Because you don't want them running out in the street when you say stop. And if they don't pay any attention to you, they get hit by a car, you know. So there's, there's, it's good to have a holy reverence, a fear of dad, right? Well, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. People that don't regard the Lord or don't have a fear for the Lord, they won't pay any attention to His Word and to His commandments. But those, the, His Word and commandments are given to us to protect us. Being in church is not a... Um, it's not something like the rules of do's and don'ts. A lot of people see church as that. It's not what it is. The church and the commandments and different things are given to us to protect us from what Satan would try to do and get in our mind and all these different things. So, a whole other program, okay? <laughs> but, 2 Corinthians 7, one, the Bible says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Ephesians 5.21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. In the end time, a fear of events going on around you, that's of Satan. And Now there's a difference in being concerned about things that are happening in a world, but being in fear mode to you could not fulfill the purpose of God in your life, that's wrong. But a healthy fear of God, that is a good thing. You want to have that fear because you'll reverence the things of God. It's, it's a, a, a reverence for God and His Word. So, one of the main points is that the fear is opposite of faith. The Bible says we're supposed to live by faith, right? Second um, Timothy 1.7 for God hath not given us a spirit of fear. Fear does not come from God. Again, there's a difference in the fear of God and fear of events and uh, people and things going on around you. The Bible says God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. 
Not a mind that's just, I'm just scared. I, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? What about this? Uh, inflation and the vaccine mandates and all these different things. I'm just, I don't know what to do. I, I, God's forsaken us and we're just left to our own vices. That is not true. God, you, do you think God is alarmed at what's going on in the world? Do you think the, um, the, the COVID vaccine, that it took God by surprise? Don't you think God knew that that was coming? The vaccine mandates, did those come upon God by a surprise? No. The inflation that's happening, the, um, this supply chain uh, breakdown, do you think that took God by surprise? No. Did God forsake the world and leave us to our own vices to figure all this out? No. God has his hands in all of this. You say, well, I don't understand it all. I don't understand it all either. But the fact is, the Bible says, all things work for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Now, if you're not serving the Lord, then you need to be concerned. And so, but that's something I'll get into here in just a little bit. So, the question is, how can we not fear in the midst of utter chaos, uh, perilous times? The Bible says perilous times are coming but that the church would not function in a mode of fear. Uh, you know, uh, pandemics. Jesus prophesied about pandemics in Matthew 24. But he said, there, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars, but don't be troubled. Well, how does that work? Um, and in times of food shortages, they're talking about that. Vaccine mandates, world dictators, gl- the global numbering systems, the end time tribulation. How can you not fear in all of that, right? I mean, the Bible says in the end times, men's heart will fail them for fear. But then it says that during the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God will be strong and do exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. How does that work? How do you get on that team? That's the team I want to be on. I don't want to be functioning in fear. And so on today's program, I want to give you Six steps that will help you eradicate your fear in the end time. I live a a very peaceful life. I don't function in fear mode. It's my mindset. I fear God and I keep his commandments, but I don't worry about the Joe Biden administration. I'm not worried. I've never lost one wink of sleep over the Antichrist or the Mark of the Beast or Great Tribulation. I am worried about what God thinks. This is all a God thing, everybody. What does God think about what's going on? What does God think about Dave Robbins and what I'm doing for him in the earth? And you know what? The Lord has never failed me one time, ever. I've failed him many times, but he's never failed me. And he will never fail you. But you've got to trust in him, put your faith in him, and we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Okay, everybody, so six steps that will help you eradicate the fear, your fear in the end time. You know, I told you earlier that in the end time, men's hearts would fail them for fear. And it's because they, they don't have a fear of the Lord. They will at the end time, when it's the worst time, God's wrath is being poured out and the whole earth is being shaken. But yet they have had a chance. When they had a chance to repent, they didn't. Um, the Bible says that um, after the sixth trumpet war, World War III, and during the seven vials of the wrath of God, men still repented not of their sins. It, when when the, the Bible says when the vials of the wrath of God, Revelation 16, when they're being poured out, that men blasphemed God and repented not of their sins. And so, if God is, is um, chastising you, the worst thing you can do is to blaspheme into his face, right? I would be repenting and saying, Lord, forgive me, I, I'm, I'm sorry. But because people never developed a fear of the Lord, the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, then when times of calamity come, some men will repent, but others will, they will blaspheme God and become angry at the Lord. And so, let me give you six steps to, to alleviate your fear in the end time. Number one, the number one thing you can do to relieve yourself of stress and fear is to be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, when, when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, a secret disciple that he would become, he, Jesus didn't talk to him about, oh, the oppression of the Romans, the taxes, the, um, all, the religious sect of the church. He's got to complain against that. No, no. And all the chaos going on with Roman troops in Jerusalem, occupying forces. No. Jesus told Nicodemus that a man cannot see or enter the kingdom of God without being born again. 
the number one thing that he could have told Nicodemus. This is what he tells him. Uh, the Bible says, Jesus, this would be in where? John 3. Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, Well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter again into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Nicodemus, except a man be born of the water and the Spirit, he can enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. But at, at the end of all the conversation, marvel not that I say unto you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. So the number one that I'm saying to you today, number one, to alleviate yourself of fear, be born again. Get saved. If you're not saved, get saved. If you've, if you've uh, you know, gave your life to the Lord and been born again, but you've walked away for some reason or another, come home. We don't have much time to mess around with this stuff, but it can get you in fear mode. I mean, once you know that you're ready for your eternal existence, it, just feel, it, it, it will feel like a million pounds of rocks have just been removed off your back. And it will give you a sense of peace and security. I'm born again. If I don't wake up in the morning, I know where I'm going to spend eternity. So it gives you a peace. There's an old song uh, that we used to sing in church. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. A Christian leads a peaceful life. Not, not it just, I'm just scared out of my mind. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, no, that's not the Christian walk. The Christian walk is peace. And so, once you're born again, you receive the Holy Ghost, you are, you have this peace that comes over you. Oh, man, I may, I'm going to make it. I'm born again. I'm going to, I'm going to make heaven my eternal home. And that, at that point, peace. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of the storm, I can have peace because I've got my hand in the Lord's hand and it will give you peace in the midst of all of the chaos that's going on in this world right now. What, what, no matter what the Biden administration does, I can have peace. Number two, you must know and understand biblical truths. Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will do what? It shall make you free. It's John 8, 32. So if you don't know the truth, then you're somehow in bondage. If, if people who don't know the truth, they're in bondage, and that will impede your ability to fulfill God's purpose in your lives, and it will keep you from being at peace. Because if you don't know the truth, then people can just tell you whatever and you got to decide for yourself and oh, I, I just, you know. And the Bible says it's not in man that walks to direct his own footsteps, but the footsteps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. If you want peace in your life, money can't buy you peace. Fame, your pedigree, your education, that cannot buy you true peace inside. Knowing the Lord. The Bible says God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
I've got to know the Lord. I've got to have a relationship with Him. I've got to be born again, and I've got to know the Word of God. And that will keep you from falling into some of the, these pits that Satan has designed for the times just ahead. Now, Bible says, uh, John 5.39, Search the Scriptures, for in them that you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Know your Bible, everybody. The Bible is the only book that can re- reveal how many gods there are. There's a lot of religions, a lot of interfaith stuff going on around the world that's saying, hey, there's more than one God. There's more than one way to heaven, right? That's not true. You've got to know the Word of God. Um, share the story. The, the Bible's the only book that can share the story of the one God's redemptive plan for the human race that can show you how to be saved, um, teach you how to live as a Christian once you're saved, preparing you for eternity. The, the Bible's the only book that can give you the knowledge and confidence to teach and lead others to Christ, to tell you which is a true church and which is a false one. There are some churches out there that you shouldn't go to. They're not teaching the truth. And then the Bible is the only book that can provide prophecies written thousands of years ago, which are coming to pass right now, which is what we use, current events, to show how those prophecies are coming to pass, validating that book. So in the end time, a working knowledge of the Bible is of utmost importance. Why? Because it's biblical illiteracy that would allow someone to believe the false prophet's deceptive messages and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist in the world governing system. It gives you peace knowing that you know the truth. There are thousands of people that think they know the truth out there, but the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth will do what? It'll set you free like a bird. It takes the pressure off. And in times of chaos, it will give you peace in your life. Number three, be a member of a Bible-believing, teaching church. Once a person's born again, they become part of the body of Christ, right? And the Bible says, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, also, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all have been made have and have been all made to drink one spirit, for the body is not one member but many. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 12. So the church is the body of Christ. Uh, Ephesians 1 22 through 23, the Bible says, All hath put all things uh, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So, Scripture teaches separation from the body or the church is spiritual suicide. You don't want to be born again and then say, yeah, I really don't need to go to church. No, that's not the way it's designed. Hebrews 10, 25-26, the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. 
So if at all possible, become a member of a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. It, it helps to be around others of like-minded faith and will strengthen you spiritually, which is a must in the end times. It will bring peace to your life. Number four, and it will take the fear out of it when you're around people of like-minded faith. Number four, you need to teach others. If you don't teach others, you're constantly taking in at church and teaching, bringing in uh, the Word of God, the Word of God, and you don't ever teach, you can become like a dead sea. The dead sea in Israel is always taking in, but it's never giving out. You want your relationship with God to just expand and, and be more awesome than it's ever has been. Start teaching. And you will find that this your walk with God will... It'll completely transform your walk with God once you start teaching others. That's how the kingdom of God is built. That's our great commission. Go you into all the world and teach and baptize and then teach. Daniel eleven thirty two and 33. But the people during the time of the Antichrist, the people that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. So during the end time, especially throughout the final seven years preceding the second coming of Jesus... People of understanding will teach others concerning the times they're living in, and this will help them navigate some of the ominous prophetic minefields that lay ahead. And Bible prophecy is one of the most effective soul-winning tools that we have. It builds people's faith in the Bible, which is the only book that has the words to eternal life. And so you want peace in your life. Jesus Christ came to seek and save that which is lost. When you get running on that track right there, it'll bring peace to your life. It'll finally give you a, your, the sense of purpose that, hey, I'm here, I need to be born again, I need to have a relationship with God, and I need to have a relationship with my fellow man, and there's nothing more you can do for your fellow man than to teach them and prepare them for eternity. And, you know, furthermore, just before his ascension, Jesus left us with a great commission, right? Go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. It's Matthew 28, 19, and 20. That's our great commission. So not only are we supposed to prepare ourselves for eternity, but we're supposed to expand the kingdom of God by helping others to be ready to meet the Lord. And we're never going to improve on the Lord's method of reaching people. Teach, baptize, teach. Evangelism is our marching orders from the Lord for the end time. Once you get on the same wavelength and the same mindset that Jesus had when he was here on the earth, Jesus had perfect peace. You want peace, you'll start teaching others and preparing them because it will do something for your soul as well. You're giving out, not just taking in. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. So, peace in the times of chaos. That's what we're all looking for, right? Well, the Bible says you can have peace. You know, you understand that Jesus sent his disciples out across the Sea of Galilee knowing that there was going to be a storm. And because he wanted to teach them something. You're going to rely on me, you guys. And so when here now here we are in 2021 and there's some storms around, but yet... Some people are saying, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just scared out of my mind. Whoa, 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 hold on. Look at the stories of the Bible. And many of you reflect back on the times that God brought you through something, that he performed a miracle in your life. Don't forget the miracles that God has done for you along the way to get you to this point and then say, well, yeah, I know, but in the times right now, he's just going to forsake us. He don't know where we're at. That's the farthest thing from the truth. You understand that God has a path laid for his church in the future. He knows the end from the beginning. He's already seen all this play out. And if you can be led by the Spirit of God and you've got God talking to you and navigating your way, the Bible says, in all your ways acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your paths. It's a God thing. You get on the wavelength with God, trusting in him, and it will t- give you peace like you've never known. The Bible says, peace that passes all understanding. So the fifth step to, to eradicating fear out of your life, pray daily. Get a daily prayer life. And, you know, I'll just say it. I've said it before, but it's customary for Muslims to pray five times a day. And Jews to pray three times a day. But I've heard more than one pastor tell me, you know, that they had to maybe twist some arms to get some Christians to show up on a Tuesday or a Thursday night prayer meeting at their church. What is going on? The Bible talks a lot of times about a daily relationship with the Lord. And, you know, I don't really have time to share every scripture, but I want to share one. Jesus taught a parable about a a, a fervent daily prayer life. It's in uh, Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. The Bible says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always uh, to pray and not lose heart. That there was in a, a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. And the Bible says, Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him and said, Hey, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he wouldn't for a while. But afterward he said unto himself, You know, though I don't fear God or regard men, yet because this widow troubles me, I'm going to avenge her. Lest by her continual coming 
she wearies me. I'm getting tired of her coming so much. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? That's one of the keys. So this is how Jesus wants us to pray on a daily basis. You say, well, uh, I prayed for the Thanksgiving dinner last Thanksgiving. Whoa, 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 hold on. You wonder why your life, why your mind just goes crazy because of all the stuff going on? It's because you're not connected to the one that can give you peace. I mean, the, the inflation and the supply chain breaking down and, oh, the food shortage and all, and, and you know, the, the economic collapse and all these other things, uh, the tribulation coming, the, the mark of the beast. I'm just scared out of my mind. Hold on a second. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. Trust in the Lord. Have faith in God. Have a, a holy reverence, a holy fear for God. Obey his commandments. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your path. You're not going through this alone if you've connected with Jesus. In the end time, one will, you're, you're also going to need to be a spirit-led individual. Praying often enough in the spirit, the Lord will begin to impress things on your mind and your spirit. And this is how he leads you by his spirit. The Bible says in Romans uh, eight fourteen, For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I've talked to people about being led by the spirit of God before, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's how the church is supposed to function. So over the next several years, it's essential that you learn to be a spirit-led individual. And listen, it is impossible to be led by the Spirit of God as a Christian without prayer, without a daily prayer life. Okay? You want peace in your life? Pray. Talk to God. It's like me telling my wife... um, I, I love you and I want to marry you and we get married and then I don't talk to her for 20 years. She's going to scratch her head and go, you know what? He says he loved me, but he won't ever even talk to me. Well, that's what happens when you begin serving the Lord. A lot of people are born again, but then no prayer life. Or a lot of people say they love God, but they'll pray for him over Thanksgiving dinner and maybe at an Easter service and that's about it. And God's up there scratching his head going, They say they love me, but they don't even want to talk to me. They don't even want to read my word, the Bible. So, you want peace in your life, you're going to have a daily relationship with God. These are the six steps. And then number six, place your hope, your faith, and your trust in Jesus Christ. In the end time, we will all face circumstances that our finite mind simply cannot find a solution to. Every one of us. God has designed it that way. He will put things in your life, instances, circumstances, where your finite mind will never be able to figure it out. And you're going to have to trust God. Now, there will be some people that get mad and rebel. Ah, I just... God's forsaken me, I'm done with this mess. 
And then there will be other people that they put their hope and faith and trust in Jesus. And he brings them through the trial and they're stronger on the other side. You know, certainly anyone living as a Christian has experienced those types of situations. I mean, these, there are times when our only option will be to rely on Jesus to intervene. And this is one reason why a daily prayer life is so important. It allows God to lead and guide us by His Spirit, which is of utmost importance now and throughout the times just ahead, right? I mean, I need the Lord speaking to me every day. I, I, I will not go speak in a pulpit if I haven't prayed. No way. I've got to have the anointing of the Lord. I would not go... Uh, the Jim Baker program I was on last Friday, I wasn't going to go on an interview without having prayed because I want God speaking to me. The Bible says it's not by might, but it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. That spirit does not lead and guide you unless you're talking to the spirit. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. And I, I, I say it many times, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths through all these big chuckles. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them for the Lord your God. He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Uh, Deuteronomy 31.6 Even when you don't feel God, God is looking out for you. And, we, and the Bible says, Romans 8.28, again, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. When the Lord sent the disciples out into the ship, knowing there was a storm coming, it was working together for their good. Do you ever think of it like that? He, he sent them into the storm on purpose. Do you think he's not going to do it to us in 2021? Of course he is. He will send you into storms because he's working on you. He knows that he's going to build your faith. A lot. Of, maybe he's trying to whittle something out of your life and hadn't been able to get it out. So, hey, I'm going to send a storm in. I'm going to send a trial in. And there will things that will come. Maybe it's a, a vaccine mandate. Maybe it's a, a I, I, you know, I, it, there's a myriad of things. But God has not forsaken us because there's a vaccine mandate. God has not forsaken us because there may be some kind of shortages here and there or um, all of this propaganda by the United Nations or world government or the Biden administration where inflation's going up. No, God is not forsaking us. I serve God. He's leading and guiding my path every day. So I'm not afraid. I don't live in fear mode. I'm walking by faith. And the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. If I'm looking around in the news, which I basically live in the news, I'll just tell you. But I don't, I'm not afraid because I've got my hand in the hand of the one who's controlling it at the end of the day. You know, it was King David that wrote, um, I have been young and am now, and I'm now old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. That's Psalms 37, 25. So it will not, it's not going to be our intellect, strength, fortitude that guides us through the next few years. It's going to be our reliance upon the Spirit of God. 
a, a holy fear and reverence for Almighty God. The Bible says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. In the end time, trust the Lord. He has never failed. Listen to me, I'm going to say it again. In the end time, trust the Lord. The Lord has never failed anyone ever. There have been, you know, Peter walked on the water until he took his eyes off the Lord and started looking at the waves. Then he began to sink. But when he had his eyes on the Lord, he could walk on the water even. Trust in the Lord. Have faith in God. Romans 1.17. The Bible says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, The just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. It's over and over, folks. Hebrews 10, 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. God wants us to live by faith. If I had time, I was going to go through Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter. I would encourage you to read that. Go to the New Living Translation and read that. Um, the Bible says in, in, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, in the New Living Translation, listen at this. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for, and it is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. And so it's very explanatory. Faith in God is what will bring us through. It's a God-centered reality. I'm having faith in God. Therefore, I do not fear. It takes the fear. It eradicates fear out of your life. And these are six steps that you can use to eradicate that fear. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be paralyzed by the enemy and not be able to fulfill God's purpose in my life in the end time. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God's face. And he will lead me all the way through the turbulent times that are happening. And I know that God has never failed me, nor will he ever fail me. So I'm trusting in him. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.